The talk that makes your body rock. to be with you here today. Now, this is a new segment for Renegade Talk Radio that's going to help you on your journey in finding that most important, most elusive, and most precious of all things, the perfect orgasm. It is my great pleasure to welcome you to the inaugural episode of Big Trouble in Little Vagina, where we're going to explore and investigate many aspects of sex and relationships. Now, some topics are going to be familiar and some are going to be an unexplored jungle just waiting for you to plunder it. Woo, that sounds good. Now, there's no need for you to be scared because I'm going to be with you every step of the way. And before we get any further, allow me to introduce myself to you. I am your hostess with the mostess, your mistress in the dark, your private dancer and your personal sexual Sherpa. Naughty Nicole Delacroix. Now, if you've never heard of me before, that's okay, because we're going to get to know each other really well. I am an author, a blogger, and a podcaster, and you can see my work on Amazon or on my website. The name of my current publication is Sexual Confessional Confidential Admissions from Social Media, and it is a very titillating read, so I suggest you go and get a copy. Anyways, that's not what we're here for today, so let's get to it. We're going to be doing a major journey here, and it's going to be a long and hard journey, just the way I like it. But I assure you, there's going to be pleasure everywhere we go together. All I ask is you keep an open mind, put aside what you think you know, and if you need to, you can even take my hand. I promise I'll be gentle. Maybe, if you're good. So sit back, relax, take my hand, and we'll begin our journey. Remember, orgasms are nature's way of saying, life sucks ass. But hey, here, have a little candy. (laughs) Okay, on today's episode, we're going to go in search of kink. That's right, my little heathens. We're going to take a good, long, hard look at bondage. But let's be clear. You can forget about Fifty Shades of Grey and don't even think that I'm going to be talking about silk scarves. Nope, we're going to be getting down and dirty. So if you're well versed in the art of bondage, or even if you're just a little curious, I suggest you come over to the dark side. The sex is much better. All right, let's get started with some basics, a little terminology for you. Yeah, I know, it's the boring stuff, but we'll do it quick and get to the good stuff that much faster. Alright, BDSM covers many different forms of fetishes, but it does stand for bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadism, and masochism, for those of you that are uninitiated. Unfortunately, most people, when they hear bondage or BDSM, immediately have visions of whips and chains and a full-on torture chamber. The thing is, bondage does get a bad rap. 
Most people who are into BDSM are mostly interested in ropes, maybe a little hair pulling, possibly a few toys, maybe like a whip or a flog. But the truth is, it's all about control. That's the key to BDSM. It's not about pain or causing pain. It's about control. Now, before we get too far, there is a couple of things that I want to make sure that I'm very clear about up front. First of all, and this is most important, the BDSM community is very concerned with safety. That's right. There are plentiful BDSM safety manuals, training classes, and in most of the major cities, there are BDSM safety classes. Don't believe me? Seriously, I'm not making this shit up. Go Google it. You'll find it. All right. Second, if you're not interested in BDSM, that is okay. You have permission to not want to be interested in it. It's fine. No one's going to think you're approved. Okay, I might. No, I'm just kidding. I won't. Now, the last thing, and this is very crucial, there is nothing innately depraved or damaging about BDSM if it's done responsibly. It's simply another way to generate an erotic thrill. Say it with me, people. There's nothing wrong with a little bondage. It's all about sexual exploration. So stop turning your nose up to kink. I say, try it. You may just like it. So what is bondage exactly? In its simplest of terms, it is nothing more than simply restricting normal movement. Now this could mean hands tied either in front or behind the back, your legs tied together at the ankles, or even being tied to the bedpost. Bondage depends on the personalities, passions, and fantasies of those who indulge in it. So it can be soft and sweet like those silk scarves, or it can even be dark and taboo with some leather and buckles, or anywhere in between those two extremes. Discipline is self-explanatory, but it's the training of someone to obey rules or behaviors by utilizing punishments to correct disobedience. Now, bondage and discipline are contrary to the rest of these terms because they don't necessarily define tops and bottoms. And what that means is, is nobody's really in charge. It just describes regular general activities where either partner can be the receiver or even can be the giver. Depends on the day, I guess. So let's talk about the ones that do depend on tops and bottoms. Let's talk about dominance. Those are tops or sadists. Now those are going to be the partners in the relationship or activity who is going to be physically active or controlling the other party. And that other party is going to be the submissive or the bottom or a masochist. And they are going to be physically receptive or being the controlled party. Most often in your dominant submissive or sadist masochist relationships, there's going to be a contract that clearly sets out in writing and records a formal consent of all parties to that power exchange. It states the common vision to that relationship dynamic and it is very important. 
Most BDSM practitioners have adopted a motto of SSC, which means safe, sane, and consensual. Now, other practitioners prefer the motto RACK, R-A-C-K. I have to admit, I kind of like that one, which is risk-aware, consensual kink. Either way, practitioners are sure that everything is based on safe activities in which all participants are of sufficiently sound, sane minds in order to consent. And most importantly, all participants do consent. To be clear, it's that mutual consent that makes a clear legal and ethical distinction between BDSM and crimes such as sexual assault or domestic violence. In general, BDSM play is structured so that it's possible for either partner to withdraw their consent during any scene. It's most often and most commonly known as a safe word. And in a scene where speech is restricted, it's usually a safe symbol or a safe gesture, something that's agreed upon in advance by all parties. Whew, so now that we have our terminology down pat, let's talk a little bit about history. Practices of BDSM can be found in some of the oldest text records in the world, going as far back as ancient Mesopotamia. That's 4,000 years BC. So contrary to popular belief, Fifty Shades of Grey did not spark interest in BDSM. Truth is, BDSM has been around since the beginning of time. And if you don't believe me, do a Google search on BDSM. It returns 32 million Google results. For comparison, do the same with the word orgasm, and Google will send you 48 million results. So as you can see, BDSM is pretty popular. And truth is, BDSM isn't going anywhere. And why should it? The thing that interests me the most is that for some reason, the practice seems to remain so stigmatized in spite of the mainstream acceptance. A 2005 Durex Global Sex Survey found that 36% of U.S. adults have had sex using masks, blindfolds, or some other form of bondage, and that's compared to 20% worldwide. Even as far back as 1953, the Kinsey Institute found that 55% of females and 50% of males had experienced some sort of erotic response to being bitten. Now, there isn't just one special thing that makes someone curious about BDSM, but I think rather it's people who are naturally extroverted, open to experience in general, they're going to experiment with all sorts of things. So why not let sex be one of them? There's so many things in life that can make you happy, you really have to try things. So why is it that anyone that openly adheres to this type of a lifestyle is so often marginalized if it's so commonplace? My personal belief is, is the stigma that surrounds BDSM, as well as some other so-called alternative lifestyle choices, is that for some reason people assign disorders or traumas to these choices instead of seeing them as the healthy sexual expressions that they are. And it doesn't help matters any when an international bestseller attributes their main character's penchant for power play in the bedroom to a traumatic childhood. Okay, that was a little bit of a rant. But truth is, BDSM is nothing more than a healthy expression of one's sexuality. 
And I think that it should be that and it should remain that way. And we should start seeing it that way. All right. Well, we've had a lot to discuss so far, and it's probably time that we maybe take a little break and cool off a little bit. All right, my little heathens, you're listening to Big Trouble in Little Vagina. I'm Naughty Nicole, and this is Renegade Talk Radio. We'll be right back after a brief intermission. walk in and find your husband quickly zipping up his pants? Does your husband suffer from chap dick? Then he may be addicted to porno. Mine was, and he left me to go be number 73 in the world's biggest gangbang. Did you know that one out of three marriages are ruined by excessive porno? Mine was, if you think your husband has a porno habit, help that nasty bastard before it goes too far. The early warning signs are there. Ask him to do a self-exam. If you watch porno before 10 a.m., if you know the name of any guy in porno besides Ron Jeremy, if you can't get aroused unless you hear this, you may be addicted to porno. If you're willing to donate your spine to Larry Flint, if your woman has thrown away all of your porno tapes and you masturbate to The View, if you like your woman to shower in 5-inch pumps, If you think the only way to get your woman pregnant is by shooting sperm in her eye, you might be addicted to porno. Maybe I'm old-fashioned, but double anal penetration is just not my cup of tea. Party pooper. So if you think your husband is addicted to porno, please call 1-800-I-SEE-YOUR-ASS today. That's 1-800-I-SEE-YOUR-ASS. Excuse me. Call today. Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Welcome back, listeners. If you're just tuning in, where the hell have you been? You've been missing one hell of an episode. And before the break, we were talking about some of the different things that fall under the BDSM terminology. And admittedly, most of what we've been talking about so far has just been basic terminology and a little bit of history behind it and just giving you enough to whet your appetite. So in this segment, what I'd like to talk about is the different things that you can do that do fall under that BDSM spectrum. And I'm guessing a lot of you don't realize that the little things can still be considered BDSM. You may have already done some and not even realized it. So before we left, we were talking about how the BDSM lifestyle is marginalized and people seem to think that it's such a bad thing. So my question is this, are the naysayers just repressed? Would each of us benefit just a little bit from engaging in some form of BDSM, whether that be light or deep and dark into that taboo? I, for one, say yes, yes, yes. Okay, I'm getting a little carried away now. (laughs) Do I think a novice or an inexperienced person should engage in those extreme actions? Absolutely not. 
I think that every person needs to follow their own pace. You have to be comfortable with what you want to do. I mean, come on, seriously. Would you jump out of an airplane without learning how to jump out of an airplane? Or would you surf one of the big waves in Waikiki without starting out a little small? Absolutely not. I think that you need to practice patience and moderation. And you have to find what's comfortable for you. Most importantly, you need to have a fair and honest assessment of what you think that you're really interested in. And I know this is going to be a subject that's tough for a lot of us. It's tough for me. But you have to look at yourself and honestly dig deep and think what really turns you on. You don't have to share it with anyone, or if you like, you can share it with me. I don't mind hearing everybody's secrets. But you have to be comfortable with who you are, and you have to be comfortable with what you're interested in. So what we're going to do is we're going to go over a few of the different things that actually fall under the BDSM spectrum and hopefully give you a few ideas of your own. So that's what this segment's going to be all about. So the first thing that comes to mind when I think BDSM is sexual role play. This is probably the most simplest way that you can experience something that's maybe outside of your comfort zone a little bit and get into the spirit of it, so to speak. Sexual role play is probably one of the first things that sexual therapists turn to when people come to them and say that they're unfulfilled in their sexual lives. Um, They suggest doing a little role play, maybe even doing some costumes and setting up scenes. And I agree with that. I think that's something that we should all explore. If you haven't done it, oh my goodness, be the naughty nurse with the dirty doctor. It is probably the most fun you will ever have. Pretend to be somebody that you've always wanted to be. You have fantasies in your head. Be those people for just one moment and see how much fun it is. Buy yourself a costume. If you like if you like silk, buy yourself a silk negligee. If you prefer a little leather and lace, who's to say that there's not a great torselette in your future? And I'm not just talking about the women. If you like to wear women's underwear, men, that's quite all right. Go ahead. There's no rules here. All right. The next thing after sexual role play, we're going to talk about full-on bondage. And I know some of you are going to be a little scared. That's okay. You still have my hand, so hold it and squeeze it tightly. I do like it when you squeeze tightly. But let's talk a little bit about bondage. Now, we can have extremes and any degrees of extremes. From silk scarves, which is going to be, just imagine this, tied to the bed with your eyes blindfolded with that sweet, soft silk covering your eyes and your hands where you can't possibly use them as your partner feeds you strawberries. Think how seductive that's going to be. You're completely out of control and your partner has all the control. That's great. Now, if you're not a hopeless romantic, maybe leathers and leather and chains is more your speed. Who knows? Maybe you want to be tied up to a St. Andrew's cross as somebody spanks your fanny. 
I'm all about that. Again, bondage and BDSM play is all about control. And this is something that you need to stop and think about for a moment, listeners. Control. Do you like the feeling when you're out of control? Do you like to be the one in control? What you need to do is talk to your partner, somebody you feel safe with, and talk about letting go of those inhibitions and stepping outside your comfort zone just a little bit. You don't have to step all the way out, but just a little bit. Along with bondage, I want to talk about predicament bondage. Now that is very specific. That is people who want to be caught in certain ways and possibly immobilized, like say for example, people who want to pretend that they're in an insane asylum and they want to be tied up with a straitjacket. That's what we consider predicament bondage. That could be as easy as swimming in the ocean and maybe the lifeguard comes to save you. That's setting up a full scene. So think about it. There's so many different ways that you could find just a little bit of fulfillment. You just have to think about it. All right, we're going to step away from bondage a little bit and we're going to talk about tickle torture. I think we've all been there before, probably when we were younger, when somebody would come along and be the tickle monster. I personally do not care for tickling because, well, first of all, it makes you laugh. And second of all, it makes you feel very out of control. I don't particularly care for it, but other people do. But in tickle torture, you have to think of it in a different than the tickle monster. Think that you're completely immobilized as someone uses maybe a feather or something soft like silk to just give you that sensation of tickling and it's relentless. That's something that I don't personally care for, but I'm gonna knock it I'm not gonna knock anybody who prefers it. Now, one of my favorite ones, let's talk about spanking. Oh, yes. I have to admit it, I do think that life is better with a good little spanking in it. Now, spanking can be done with your hand, or you can use maybe a soft paddle. Some people like to use flogs or whips, and those are extreme for me, not necessarily my personal thing, but, you know, think of it this way pulling yourself over your lover's lap and just letting them tease you before they decide to give you just a little love pat. There's nothing wrong with that. There's also things like wax play for those of you that are a little more adventurous. Maybe some lighted candles around the bed and you decide to grab one of them and maybe spill just a little bit of wax in a very sensitive area. Now, we've all probably pulled the candle out and put it on our hand and waited for the wax to dry and had a lot of fun with that. Just think of that hot wax in that very special area. Again, be very, very careful when you're doing these things, but always be open to trying new things. Now we're going to get into a few more extreme things. We're going to talk a little bit about flogging. Now, that is where one person is completely immobilized and they use something like a cat of nine tails, which is somewhat like a whip with very strands. And if anybody's watched Passion of the Christ, you know what I'm talking about. Anyways, 
Not one of my personal things, but again, if that's something you think that might excite you, then talk to your partner about it. There's a safe way of going about it, and by all means, make sure that you're safe above all else. Then there's torture. Now, these are getting into a little bit more of the extreme ways that you can experience BDSM. If you're a novice, I would suggest to start with a little role play and maybe moving on from there. But if you're a little bit more experienced, you might be interested in torture. And there's many different ways of doing that. Now, torture doesn't necessarily mean that you inflict pain or pain is inflicted on you, whichever way you decide you want to be. It can be as simple, as I said before, as tickling and being relentless. That's what torture is. It's relentless and not letting go. Above all else, you have to make sure that you're being safe and that you're with someone who's consenting to being in this particular scene with you. And one of the last things I want to bring up in this particular segment is erotic electrostimulation. Now, a lot of you are probably getting the vision in your head of putting the penny in the electric socket and getting a little shock. That's not what I'm talking about. In fact, today's methods are just a little bit more um, technically, technically advanced, if you will. Um, they give you just a slight little shock, almost like when you put your tongue on a battery. And it's just a little bit of a stimulation that makes your muscles contract and release. It can be very interesting and it's definitely something you should think about. Like I said, there are no judgments here. We are having an open and honest discussion and everything is on the table. Just remember, you want to make sure that you're with somebody who consents, that you both find it pleasurable in some sh shape, way, or form, even if you're stepping outside your comfort zone. Remember to always have a safe word and or a safe gesture, just in case you're using some kind of vocal um, restraints make sure that everybody is going to find pleasure in what's going to happen okay my precious little heathens we're going to take another little break here mostly because I think all of us myself included need to cool down just a little bit so let's listen to a few hot words from some other people you're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. This is Big Trouble in Little Vagina, and I am your personal sexual Sherpa, Naughty Nicole, and we'll be right back. You know, Viagra helps guys with erectile dysfunction get and keep an erection. Talk to your doctor about Viagra. Ask your doctor if your heart is healthy enough for sex. Do not take Viagra if you take nitrates for chest pain. It may cause an unsafe drop in blood pressure. Side effects include headache, flushing, upset stomach, and abnormal vision. To avoid long-term injury, seek immediate medical help for an erection lasting more than four hours. Stop taking Viagra and call your doctor right away if you experience a sudden decrease or loss in vision or hearing. Ask your doctor about Viagra. Non-stop shock radio. The station that shocks you. Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome back, my little heathens. Hopefully you haven't been gone very long. If you've missed some of the episodes, so far we've been talking about BDSM and what it can mean for you. We've gone over the basics, the terminology, the history, and we were talking about a few of the things that fall under the BDSM title. 
Now we started pretty safe and very innocuous. And now we're going to move into some of the more extreme things. The things that we're going to be talking about now are going to fall under extreme BDSM play. And they are not for the novice. But being the tour guide that I am, I want to make sure that we touch every little naughty thing before I send you out on your own. So remember, we're only having a conversation, but in my world, you're allowed to like any naughty thing you like. So let's talk about some of the more extreme versions of BDSM before we leave. The first thing that probably has popped into your mind and you're wondering why I haven't brought it up yet was mostly because I wanted to make sure that people understand that these are extreme and not for the uninitiated or novice. So we're going to talk a little bit about golden showers and scat play. If you're not familiar with those terms, and I know I just heard everybody went, ew, it may not be for everybody, but again, there are no judgments here. So if it's not for you, then you just move down to the other side of the smorgasbord and let the people who enjoy it listen. All right, so golden showers, for those of you who don't know, is basically where one partner will urinate on the other partner. And scat play is much the same, only it is with feces. And yes, I will be using actual terminology here, only because we want to make sure that we present a non-judgment zone. Now, of course, these are extreme, and nobody's expecting a novice to try any of those. So please make sure that if you engage in any form of BDSM that includes even something you think may be innocuous, make sure that you're, one, doing it safely, two, you're doing it with somebody who consents, and three, that you're both enjoying yourself, because there's no point in doing something that you don't enjoy. All right, the next extreme version of BDSM is called cock and ball torture. And yes, again, like I said, torture can be something as innocuous as tickling somebody with a feather, but it becomes torture when it is relentless. Remember, everything should be consensual. Another form of extreme BDSM is medical play. Now, um, you will see a lot of things like speculums and, and cervix spreaders and things like that. Um, some needle play does fall under the medical play. And again, you need to be careful when you're experiencing these types of BDSM because you're dealing with human waste and with human bodily fluids. And you need to make sure, one, that you're very safe and you're making sure that your partner is very, very safe as well. The next form of extreme is suspension. Now, I know we talked about bondage and we talked about silk, silk scarves and we talked about leather. What we didn't talk about is ropes and suspension. And you're going to talk about pulley systems and things like that. You need to remember that the human body can only inflict so much before it breaks down. And these are definitely extreme measures that you need to be a professional and my suggestion is is if you're interested in these things that you do 
reach out to somebody in the BDSM community and get yourself one of their wonderful safe playbooks that will teach you how to do these things safely and in an environment where nobody will be harmed. It's very important that you do that. Um, the last thing we're going to talk, talk about is edge play. And this is things that can include knife play, um, faux rape, um, extreme measures that most people, even people in the BDSM community, will, will shun away from because in some cases they're almost borderline, which is why they're called edge play. Um, these are for people who are well-versed in the BDSM community, that they understand how to make sure that their partners and themselves are safe, and that is incredibly important. So you need to make sure that you understand these things before you engage in any BDSM, whether it be from something very simple like role play or something on the extreme end, which is edge play. The thing to remember with BDSM is that you need to dance along the fine line between pleasure and pain. That's what BDSM is for. It's meant to take you outside of your comfort zone. There is an adrenaline rush that accompanies each new and unexpected round of discipline or torture or experiences. Just make sure that you're doing them in a safe environment with people that you trust. Trust and consent is key in these aspects. There's an unsettling way that the uncertainty that you invite to relinquish control can bring you, but there's something so very exciting about it as well. You need to make sure that you're with someone you trust, somebody who cares for you. It's not a game. It is an intimate dance, and it requires an unwavering trust and loyalty. Communication is even more crucial in the BDSM lifestyle, and the one thing that we haven't talked about is aftercare. Anytime that you experience something that's outside your comfort zone, there is a degree of aftercare, whether it's just making sure that you're cleaning up after, after the scene or if it's something a little bit more like if you've been spanked and you need to make sure that you haven't broken the skin or bruised your partner, aftercare is very, very important and you have to follow the rules. Every partner needs to feel care and respect for their part of the dance, whatever it is. It's the only way that we grow and learn. You need to remember to incorporate any past experiences into your fantasies. It makes it easier to embrace the things that you want to experience. It makes it a little bit more palatable. Above all else, you need to feel safe and heard so that you can explore the things that you feel you want to try. Life is about experiences. And BDSM can be a fun way to be intimate while establishing a much greater trust in your relationships. Done correctly, you will see that BDSM is a mindful practice intended to address a specific need. Unfortunately, due to the sexual aspect, it makes it easy fodder for the moralist and conformists. 
For some reason, people want to be considered normal, especially when it comes to sexuality, and BDSM is still viewed as abnormal and meant to be avoided. But maybe we need to change the definition of normal. We need to bring BDSM out of the darkness and change the perception and the misunderstandings around it. That's what I want to do. I want to make sure that people are embracing the things that make them happy and they're stop listening to the people who are saying negative things. It's okay to like what you like. You have my permission. So I hope you've learned something or at the very least have opened your mind to the possibilities that life has to offer. Before I leave you today, I want to assign each of you a little mission for those brave souls out there. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is this. Choose one or more of the following for you and your partner to engage in. The first choice that you have is bondage. You get to choose between silk scarves, blindfolds, or even handcuffs. In fact, any variation of all. Hell, if you want to, choose all three and go for it. Be truly adventurous. If bondage isn't your thing, then spanking. Be sure to lay the person being spanked across your lap with no clothes. You really want to feel their genitals when you give them a little spank. Make sure you tease before you spank and only hard enough to sting just a little. Hands only, no choice for the novices. Experienced kinksters have all the fun, don't they? Don't forget to reverse the roles. There's nothing wrong with a good spanking. If you're not up for spanking, then maybe you'll choose tickle torture. Now, this is going to require just a little bit of bondage. So, if you're feeling adventurous, have your partner tie you up with some silk scarves and tickle away. Remember to make sure to tease them. Don't do it all at once and don't do it too fast. Make sure you bring them to the brink. Now, if none of those have appealed to you so far, then I suggest a little sexual role play. And don't pick something obvious. Pick something new and interesting. Be that naughty nun with a sailor. Make it something interesting. But my challenge to you is this. If you're going to pick sexual role play, then you must meet up in public and you must be in costume when you meet. And do not break your role until after. Remember to use your safe words and or your safe symbols. Respect your partners. Aftercare is very important. And above all else, give yourself permission to enjoy it. You have my permission. Why not give yourself some permission? Anyways, listeners, I hope you've enjoyed the ride today. Maybe you learned something new, or maybe you just enjoyed the ride. If you did, please let me know in the comment section. I'm always interested to find out what people thought. You can also find me at my website, which is www.nicole-delacroix.com or on Twitter at Nicole Delacroix. All my links will be posted below for you. If you'd like to hear more of my work, well then, 
don't hesitate to head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of my book, Sexual Confessional Confidential Admissions from Social Media. You can pick it up from Amazon for your Kindle. In fact, in celebration of my new podcast, it's currently on sale for all Renegade Talk Radio listeners. So head on over and get a copy for your Kindle for 99 cents. You can have more fun for 99 cents. Anyways, that's all the time we have today. I want to thank you for joining me for Big Trouble in Little Vagina here on Renegade Talk Radio. Don't forget to join me next time as our topic is going to be masturbation. If you're not going to be touched, you might as well touch yourself. Until next time, I want to leave you with one final thought. There's nothing sexier than a woman that knows how to misbehave. Spank you later, heathens.